got my opportunity to go. Uh, it was not so easy, but uh, yeah, I made it, man. I just, I just got out. I just, I just took a leap of hope, man, and I just started flying, man. You know, so. player who's played in Cambodia and Vietnam Premier League before moving to Victoria and playing a National Premier League with Morlin Zebra. Ladies and gentlemen, Lawrence Saruma. What are some of the challenges black athletes face in Cambodia and Vietnam during your time there? There's a lot of challenges, obviously, like uh, leaving Australia and trying to go to, the, uh, to those countries. Uh, you know, they expect a lot from you. First of all, yeah. So you gotta be you gotta be up to to the standard of that of that league back from you, uh, because you obviously are coming across uh, specific players that are playing. Let's say, for example, uh, they, they're coming from Africa, very tough players. You know, they just want to get a contract and they will do anything to get a contract. So yeah, uh, players like us coming from Australia, where you've played and you're looking to just establish yourself, it becomes a bit difficult because yeah. you really need to prove a point why they should pick you instead of instead of those players mm. that are coming there that just maybe they just want a visa or they just want to uh, get a small amount of money in order for them to survive and live and yeah. work hard to get a bigger and better contract. Yeah. So there's there's quite a few things that we come across as athletes going to uh, those. By nature, I'm a small player. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a massive of a player that's really big. Um, when you're going to those countries, they're expecting players that can be able to, uh, to push. Uh, they can be able to be strong and... Uh, going in those areas, they compare you to the African players that are coming from, let's say, for example, Nigeria, that are yeah. coming from all those other big countries. Yeah. So when they see you, they don't really care. You can tell them all because we play with uh, with Australian passport is classified as uh, Asian Asian player. Yeah. Right. So when you're there and you're black, they don't really consider you as an Asian player from yeah. a different country. So they consider of you course. as a as a as a as a black player, simple as that. So you need to be able, you need to be to that standard, even yeah. though you sh they don't compare. Yeah, um, I mean, everywhere you're gonna go, you're gonna obviously come across some challenges in Australia in general. Whether you're playing in Tasmania or you're playing in Melbourne or you're in, you're in Perth, you are as 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 a black player. I mean, knowing the backgrounds we come from, uh, we don't have so much to to you know when we come across and trying to become successful as a as a football player. Yeah. So. When we come across opportunities like that, we take it, but there's always going to be that pressure that you need to really prove yourself. First of all, you need to, uh, you know, to state why you should be deserving that first team environment, why you should deserve bigger paychecks yeah. to play. So there, there's so much factors that we go through because based on our backgrounds and what we go through, uh, we, we, we want more yeah. and we work really, really hard. Yeah. But that always gets cut down because they don't really see what we really go through when we get to demand for more or when of we course, yeah. when we misbehave or something happens mentally it's, yeah. it's a massive thing for us you know coaches around you know i've been i've been around you know the league and I, mm. and you know coaches always have this thing with with african players saying oh you know they're ill disciplined you know i can't pick him because you know he's trouble you know is that something that you think you know, African players struggle with. That's maybe one of the reasons why, you know, we, we struggle to get to the next level. 
Yeah, it's uh, what you just mentioned, mentioned there, uh, Friday. It's it's massive things, you know, because um, I myself as well have missed up on, on a lot of opportunities in terms of uh, people viewing me uh, as a, you know a player that move on from a club to a different club and uh, don't have settlement and yeah. stuff. But they don't really understand uh, that I'm, you know, being from where we come from. There's a lot of pressures to, to in order for us to deliver for our family, you know, mm. uh, moving on. You know, uh, we have to on a daily basis. We have to prove why we do what we do and why it should be paying. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, when we move around, when we come to a club and they want to use you, they want you to, to deliver for them, yeah. uh, they're doing it for their own benefit. Yeah. But they don't realize that we also have our own benefits and uh, we, we also want to achieve something for our family because we are under pressure at home. Yeah. Because, you know, our parents want, you know, our parents depend on us. So basically they come here, they're like, yeah, hey, we gave birth to a child. He deserve, you know, he need if if he's a profession, if he decide he wants to play football for his yeah. life, he need to be able to. We need, we want to see that. We want to see where's the money. We want to see where is he gonna take care of his siblings. You know, yeah. uh, those are the pressures that we feel all the time. But then when we go into a club and then you don't get that, you know, they don't treat you and and give you what you really deserve. Yeah. Then then that drives you mentally crazy to go somewhere else or yeah. to be like ah, you know, I, I want to go find uh, find a different opportunity. So there's a lot of things that go on in there. It's just a matter of uh, actually understanding where we're coming from and our background. Uh, yeah. But it is a massive issue that uh, succeed because this is what they've been talking about. Yeah. You know, and, and you're thinking about it. You're like, man, what, you know, am I going to make it or I'm not? You know, everyone's going to laugh at me. You know, yeah. it's, it, there's a lot of uh, pressure that goes into it that people don't see. They only uh, see it when it's too late, I guess. Because, um, you know, I've, over the years, we've seen a lot of young African men, mm. you know, make the grade to a certain level of a youth international even. Yeah. But then, you know, when they get to the stage after under 17, maybe represent mm. Australia at under mm. 17 or under 18 level, maybe under 20. Mm. And then after that, we just never see them again. And, mm. and you know, maybe fast forward five years later, mm. they've dropped completely out of the game. You know, do you think maybe once they reached that stage, they thought they made it and they stopped mm. the work that they've put in before? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Um, so basically, these kids, uh, they, they, they try all their best to, to become successful as an athlete. You know, they, they reached that level, they've done everything, they, you know, but also uh, they don't have to, they, there's not so much uh, opportunities in and around for them to be like, for them to open up their mind and be like, like what I know right now as an athlete growing up, uh, there's so much out there, you know, you just got to, as an athlete, if you're that 17 year old, if, if you're that 20 year old, you really need to uh, decide that, look, I, I, I haven't made it here, but it doesn't mean it's, it's, that's the end for me. There's so much opportunities out there. You just got to get out of your comfort zone. I talk that, I talk about that a lot. You know, you got to change your mindset. You don't really believe in yourself and get out of your comfort zone to yeah. achieve your greatness because uh, one door shuts itself or something happens. There's so much uh, clubs and potential there. There's a, there's always going to be a coach that's going to pick you up. So uh, there should not be a reason for them to uh, just give up. But it is massive. There's so many of them that do drop out because it's too much for them and uh, they're not getting nothing. They don't see where they're going and yeah. they're just stuck in one spot. Yeah. You know, if you're stuck in one room and nobody's uh, opening up a little window for you and things like that, of course you, yeah. you're not going to think to to try to open it for yourself. You know so. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. And also, you know, you've been in a, in a position where you played for Perth Glory for two years. Mm -hmm. And during those two years, you know, you've seen your teammates being given opportunity mm -hmm. and you've been overlooking time and time again, mm -hmm. you know, to a point where, you know, 
you you left the program altogether. Mm. You know, was there a point there was there was there a point in time that you thought of quitting? You know, quitting the game or letting go mm. altogether? Yeah, um, when when I I was I was a glory. You know, I I got here, got into the uh, elite programs since I was. I was at the age of uh, 14. Yeah. Started playing for the state team, went on from there, and then we went on to get into Glory and uh, stayed at Glory for some some time as a youth player. You know, represented the state. Yeah. So I, I was there for so long. You know, um, yeah, the, the, you know, uh, playing youth in for two years, yeah. but then also just before that, I was already in that in that professional environment for too long. Yeah. Uh, and then there was so many players that was going through the. Uh, to, to represent Australia, uh, going here, doing all of that. So when we got into the glory system, there there was no there was no nothing really that would say this kid d- doesn't deserve a chance, right? Yeah. So there there was so much uh, opportunities there that we could have got, but you know it will always come to that decision: is he ready, or is he yeah. gonna be mentally? Is he gonna handle being a professional football player? You know, there's always that questioning side of things when they come to making decision for an African player or someone that should be getting it. Yeah. So uh, it's it's just a matter of, uh, you know, I, yeah, it's, it, I, I've thought, so when I made that decision to actually leave the, the environment, uh, I didn't really feel like I would quit. Yeah. I just said, look, I'm going to go, I'm going to drop down. I'm going to leave the, the, the system. I'm going to find a different system and I'm just going to find out whether um, I can find myself to bounce back, uh, bounce back up again. So, yeah. I literally took a step back to then pick myself back up again. I think that's what I did quite well. Yeah. It was all right. In 2015, there were there were about five or six boys, mm. African boys, who were really, really talented. I thought they mm. were really, really good. Mm. And they could make this the next step, you know, mm. into the first team in Perth Glory. Mm. But all of them has been overlooked and no opportunity whatsoever was given to any of them. And you were part of that group as well. Mm. Uh, you know, some of them now, you know, fast forward maybe five years from then, mm. You know, most of them have dropped out mm. out of the game completely, and some of them are. I'm not. I'm not even engaged with the game anymore. Mm. You know, you know what mental state did you think that made that affected the boys like that? It's massive. You know, when you when you put so much of your time into something and you really want it so bad, you know, yeah. there's only two things that's gonna come up. You're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna give up and you're gonna drop down, yeah. or you're gonna really, really use that as a motivation to step back up and say, "Listen, I'm not gonna let this go like what I did," and say, "Look, I'm gonna make sure." I make something out of this. So I found that those guys that literally drop out, it really hit them so hard that it was very, very difficult for them to get back up. And uh, there's so much pressure around that time when you're trying to drop down and trying to pick yourself back up again because you're facing a lot of uh, people that, that, that want you to succeed. Yeah. Uh, the African uh, people are always backing you up. They're always seeing what you're doing and they're, they're, they're very passionate behind you. And when you drop down, it's, you're finding a lot of you know, a lot of young ones coming through also and they're yeah. giving you so much hard time and you're like, ah, oh. you know, um, it's a lot of massive pressure for them that, that yeah. to, when you know, yeah, there was so much opportunity for us there, but yeah. it happened, so. Yeah. After being overlooked, you know, uh, during during the hard time, you know, what motivated you, what kept you going in, you know, finding your feet back again and finally going out overseas and, you know, getting a joy again from football again, you know, what kept you going? 
I think uh, it was pretty much uh, the time I've invested into football. Yeah. And also, uh, I still wanted to prove a point to my city. I still wanted to prove a point to my family. I still wanted to get out of my zone to go. Yeah. I literally uh, started working. And then from there, I was, I was like, do I really want this? You know, so I used to have some of my friends that were pre- playing professional. That's why it's so important to surround yourself uh, with the right circle because yeah. you'll find motivation in and around the area. So um, my friends were playing professional. You know, uh, Dumba Makechi, he was playing professional around that time. Yeah. So he would go to Asia and come back. And whenever he come back, I'm just saying, oh, my God, what am I doing here? I'm working full time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, do I really want to do this? I don't enjoy this thing, you know? Yeah. So I was like, so I find, I was like, no, let me just go. Let me get out of here, man. Let me train hard. Let me get out of here. Let me go to Asia. Let me go try out. People always talk to me about going to Asia. People always say things. So I started reaching out and then I got my opportunity to go. Uh, it was not so easy, but uh, yeah, I made it, man. I just, I just got out. I just, I just took a leap of hope, man, and I just started flying, man. You know, so you gotta be an eagle. You gotta fly at the end of the day, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. So yeah, peace within. You know, you've started a, an academy called Football Method International. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I've I've seen I've seen some of your content on Facebook and and mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, you know, you you're coaching current professionals and mm. young black Africans as well yeah. you know what are what are you looking to change in the image that you know the African community in general you know mm. African men who are struggling to break through in, envi- in a football environment mm. what are you looking to change in that through your coaching yeah uh, you know this platform came on came on board uh, when when like I said I, I'm the kind of person that would like to create my own things I'm not scared no more I'm not scared of anybody I'm not scared of any any competition I'm happy with it so uh, Football Method International came across whereby I just wanted to create a, uh, create a platform for uh, my brothers I wanted to create a platform for, for, for kids to come in and be accepted I don't want uh, I was not after you know big players I was not after people with ego uh, because I, I've never been one of those players uh, I created a platform for kids to come in and be accepted let them come in and enjoy uh, be open to talk and discuss the issues that they're facing on a daily basis at home, uh, through football, through everything. So, um, yeah, that you know, m- m- the, the difference between uh, becoming successful as an athlete and, and not is basically the mindset. So, through their platform, I've gone on and studied uh, my neuro-linguistic programming and uh, time therapy, whereby I can then see through each one of the players and take them to the deep root cost uh, as a as a you know to find out what's stopping them from performing and uh, what's affecting them on a deeper level to then uh, come up and help them to get that motivation to get that drive. So um, the players that I've really got too close with to work with, um, and then I get them I get to take them through these steps. I've seen massive difference and I haven't done that to so many players, but the ones I have, um, it, it's massive. So I wanted, I wanted the academy to be completely different. It was not uh, an academy where you can just come and play football. You know, I wanted it to be where people can come in and actually create change. Players come in and actually believe that it's not just football. You can make it as a football player. If you don't make it as a football player, it's not the end of the world. There's always other ways for you to become successful. So yeah. that's what you're doing right now, Friday. You know, you're, you're, you know, we, me and you both footballers and we're here now <laughs> creating another, another platform, yeah. uh, finding another way to breathe. Uh, it doesn't have to be the same way, man. Yeah. Not, not everyone can, you know, we weren't born all to be footballers. Some of us were born to gain the experience in yeah. order to find our feet in it. We've seen the numbers. You and I both know, you know, we understand Western mm. Australian football. 
Mm. You know, if you look at the National Premier League in Western Australia, which is the highest level of football in Western Australia, mm. you know, you see the number of black African men who are playing, mm. it's really, really low. Mm. You know, I'm saying less than 10, mm. you know, and you've got thousands of African mm. players who are, you know, trying everything they can to get to that level. Mm. And most of them are just not cutting it, mm. you know. And you did speak about, you know, some of the some of the challenges that, you know, black black African players face, mm. which is, you know, of course, coaches, coaches all speak, you know, they talk about players all the time, mm. you know, what players, what and how the attitude is, mm. you know, do you think attitude has something to do with this? Yeah, there's, uh, you know, every every single person have their own attitudes and ways of behaviors. And every behavior is attached on to something else that's, that the player has gone through. So uh, these coaches really need to really understand that. And uh, you really want the best out of players. You see a player, it doesn't matter what background he's at, there's a reason why they be, they're behaving like that. And if you can tackle that and you can change that, you can make that player a beast. So yeah. the, the, these coaches are going through things. Even coaches go through things. They have their own problems also. Why they're not the best coaches. There might be a, pro- a problem they faced as a player or as a fan that they wanted to change. That's why they got into football business uh, to become a coach. So there's always a reason to everything. So, the, you know, what, I'm, what I will say here is um, I, ha- I had my times, also my behavior problems as a football player, but also there was a, co- there was a root cause to that. So if they, they really took the time out to actually speak to me and understand who, where I was coming from or where those players are coming from that go uh, behavior problems, you'll realize that you actually get the most out of those players and they will be able, uh, they will be able to listen to you and try to help you out to succeed. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we understand that a lot of coaches in Western Australia, they, they see African players as high risk, you know, to sign you know, if you sign him, he's, he's going to give you lots of problem. Mm. They call them high maintenance players, mm. where you know they have to babysit them at all time. Mm. Maybe again, could that be a factor to you know reason why the mm. number of African players are not succeeding? Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's massive. Uh, I mean, I, I've been through it. <laughs> you know, I've been through it, but now I realize it's not my. It's not me. I'm not a problem. Those people that are thinking like that are the problem. I'm not really the problem. So uh, if you find yourself in those positions, it's just a matter of actually understanding it. Uh, but it, it, is a, it is a problem here. You cannot go to a club and find about five, six African players. And if they are, there will be maybe three or two or five or whatever it is on the bench, right? So, and then they will be always looking. They will not look at the great things that they do, but they will all look at the bad things they will do. You know, so, yeah. it's, you know, if people raise their kids like that, man, I don't think uh, you have uh, greater kids out there in the world, you know. So <laughs> always yeah. looking at negative side of things, not the positive side of things. So, um, yeah, I think they, they do view a lot of uh, African players like that. Like, oh, yeah, we, you know, oh, my God, we cannot have three of them in the team. Oh, my God, you know, this is going to be crazy because maybe we're loud or maybe we just like different type of music or diff- different type of vibes, you know. Yeah. But uh, get get to understand those vibes and get where th- get to understand where these guys are coming from. You'll really fall in love with them, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. Yeah, um, that that has been a mass- massive issue, and I love it because, <laughs> like I said before, uh, you know, if you really get to understand the root cause of where I'm coming from and what what drove my decision to get to to leave a specific club, 
it all falls back to promises. Yeah. Um, you know, you value me, I'll literally deliver for you. You value me and you see my work, you know, pay pay my worth, right? And uh, look at it in that sense, you know. We, we, we've gone on to a place where we gave too much for football. Uh, growing up, you know, that's the faces of giving back and learning a lot. And you're just there and you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. Okay, now time, I've learned a lot. I've, I'm a graduate now, you know. Look at me as a graduate, you know. Pay me as a graduate, but don't just undercut that and then uh, trying to get another player in who, who you know who you're giving the same or more to and and just uh, putting me down you know so and if you make promises you need to deliver your promises because at the end of the day it's not enough for yeah. me to yeah. live the life I want to live so it, you know you cannot hold me back yeah. I got the right to go find where I need to be with, yeah. with myself as a as an athlete yeah. so but it's just a matter of uh, you know making promises and actually taking care of your your players and your players will look after you so yeah. that, i think that's what i faced during yeah. the time so attaching on to i want to touch it on we we have so much uh to give to our family that we expect to get things better but we when we get take advantage like that mentally you're not there you can play football but if you're not sorting out the financial side of things it, how are you going to continue playing at that level and, and, and performing? Because you're going to go find a factory job and you're going to work so hard. You don't have the backup. And and when you... I'd rather get a little bit of money for my football, get a little bit of casual job that can keep me going and find a balance. So if you pay me a little bit of money, then I'll focus more on that football because that's my job, right? Yeah. But and then and then I'll find a little bit of casual job to then keep the balance. So then at least I'm okay. But if you're gonna, if I have to work it out, and I realize that I have to do nine to five every day and full on and breaking my back, and then you want me to come and perform for you for a small amount of money, and if I don't perform, you're gonna still attack me and feel like I, I just I just go nah, man. That, it, that's not how it works. Take care of me. I'll look after you. Yeah. You take care of me. I'll look after you. Find something that's suitable for me, and we're good. We talk. If yeah. you don't talk to me and you cheat me and you find somebody else that you think you're going to look after properly, yeah. uh, just be honest. Honesty yeah. is important, but they just keep playing around with our minds because we, we don't have nobody to talk to, no shit for you or to, yeah. that will come with you. Like you said, there will be five people in the room with you. You have the club managers, you have the, another person that's out there like looking at yeah, you don't deserve this money. Yeah, you don't deserve this, man. You yeah. know, you're not good enough yet. We just want you here for a bit. And then, uh, you know, uh, maybe next year if you do this and this will happen. Next year will come, nothing will happen. Yeah. Oh, come here, we're going to give you this. We're going to do that for you. Meanwhile, you get another kid who's coming in. They give them, yeah, this is what you want. Yeah, there you go. Take it. Yeah. Yo, and these kids that they're giving you to, they're getting all support, 100% support from their family and parents, everything. Yeah. And their parents. Man, it's their birthday. They'll buy them a f- fresh ride. I'm not saying that's, that's whinging and complaining because that's what I'm trying to create for my kids in the future, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to do that to my kids in the future. You know, but we're coming from that level where we don't get that. So yeah. we deserve a little bit of respect and a little bit of love in the levels and all of that. We had to perform at the end of the day, right? Um, yeah. And we'll catch, we'll go to school. You know, from school, you will go find another bus, catch another train to catch another bus and then walk to get to training. Yeah. By the time you get to training, you haven't even have enough food because you didn't have so much money to buy, to buy snacks and trying to eat and trying to, you get to training, you're already hungry, man. You, by the time you start training because you enjoy it, then, you know, you're there. Yeah. But the rest of the kids will come in, 
get dropped off, get a little sandwich bag, they eat, they relax, they come in and then you're performing with these people. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're performing uh, empty stomach and already thinking about how you're going to get home because <laughs> you have to catch another train, another bus, another train to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. So these little things, you know, I think it should cut down a little bit and the, the coach is really trying to understand, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should speak to Friday a little bit, how he gets to training, then that will cut down. Maybe if his lack of performance today, he was not performing well, maybe I can chat to him a little bit and see where he's at. Is there a way we can help him? You know, it's it's so important, especially as a youth player. Yeah. From other teams, being racist in a way of like, oh, are you catching the train home? Are you catching the bus home? Yeah. After a game, I mean, a, during game, yeah. against, I remember one time, I, I won't drop names of the clubs, but, you know, they, 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 some players will come, oh, you, you're catching train after the game, huh? I, here talking, I'm like, yeah. how's this got to do with football? We're in the middle of the game, man. I'm like defending, attacking against you, and you're yeah. telling me if I'm catching the train to to, <laughs> to after the game, you know? Yeah. Because they understood that the, we Africans, we don't we don't have rights to the games. Yeah. We don't get our family to drop us off. Yeah. We catch the train, we catch the bus, we find our way there, but yeah. we still make it happen. Yeah. Simple, yeah, man. I, I'm, I was not gonna try to give that away through all my struggles to just decide, nah. I had to make something out of it, man. Like, yeah. I had to go and make something out of it. And I'm still going to make something out of it. That's what it is. I'm not going to stop. Don't During your time overseas, did you experience any racism, you know, in football <laughs> matches or, you know, when you were playing away or home games? You know, and how did that make you feel? Uh, you know, you always feel that, man. Like, they, they, there's that. You know, we cannot deny that. You know, people just view you different. People view you different. They will come up with crazy things about you. Some adore you, some don't. And you just got to accept that. You know, I will go for like trying to find a place to rent, you know, uh, and then I'll go with my with a local agent guy that's looking for property. And then the local, you know, uh, uh, my people will open the door. And then as soon as they see you, they say, they will just shake their head and be like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> over there they say, Akmal is like black. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, they will just say, no. Wow. No. And then um, you go change money. And then they will just, you want to change money, like US dollars, you want to change it to their local currency. And they will just look at the money, they will, they will, they will not want to change it for you because they feel like you're bringing like fake dollars or fake money. Wow. They don't trust you. Yeah. Uh, there was so much. There was there was so much little things, but those are those are just exciting things, man. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Those are the things that comes with it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's normal, man. You get it here. Yeah. If I could get people calling me names here and say, I go back to your country, you blog or whatever, yeah. or. or or you know, like our last game in Perth, here, I was playing for for Sterling. One of the one of the players there was saying, "Oh, you Sudanese!" Oh, you, you know, calling me names during the yeah. game. Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go score. I'm gonna go score, and I'm gonna come celebrate." I went on score, and then I came and I bite my skin. Yeah. And I tell you, I love my skin. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is, man. Your yeah. work will do the work. Your work will do the talking. Just be confident. Enjoy yourself. Don't take that as a big deal. It's gonna happen anyways. Just yeah. If you get caught in that, that's when you go down. Are you are you currently involved in representing, uh, you know, like like you said with the contract talks and everything, mm. you know, are you involved personally in representing some of the players within yeah. here to you know sit with them with the with the coaches and sit with the club managers and yeah, you yeah. know and and negotiate for on, on their behalf. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what that's that's one of the things I'm gonna try to do now. A lot of uh, obviously involving with players, uh, giving them the opportunity or just guiding them guiding them to make their decisions. Um, and I've been doing that a lot already. Uh, some players do reach out to me to ask and talk about what they've got, their offers and things that's going on in and around. And then um, whether they don't see it, but 
I play a big part in making the player's decision to then go on and sign or get a better deal. Um, so that's where I sort of see it. Even in Asia, uh, you know, I speak to a lot of players that are that are playing in Asia that I'm very close with as well, uh, that I've managed to then talk to them, mentor them when they're having difficult times. Uh, you know, um, one of the players that I've been very closely with who is now a Cameroon uh hopefully we'll get called into the Cameroon national team. He he won uh, two years in a row top scorer for the league in Cambodia. And then I talked to, to him on regular basis. You know, players face a lot of things uh, with, during their, their time of playing. So, you know, new players will come in and then you, you, you sometimes you're not performing and you cannot find yourself to pick yourself back up. It's like up and down, you know. So my job now is to be able to help them do that, to to speak to them, uh, to help them during that difficult times as a as a... As a as a mentor, so that's where I see myself at now. That that's the passion for me. I enjoy that a lot, and that's what I study for. Anyways, not so many people know about this, but yeah, I did get uh, I got some certificates, like I mentioned before, uh, which then uh, help high performance athletes to then think and and uh, to 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 get out of there when they're struggling with their mindset. Yeah. So I, there's, a, there's you know I've done all of that thing. So I use that now. It's just a matter of try and error and figuring it out. But I, I'm quite excited to see the outcome of it. It's interesting. It's yeah. so cool. So cool. Okay. Uh, well, Lawrence, thank you very much for you know for this great conversation. And you know I've I've learned quite a lot today about you and you know what you're doing. And you know your experiences and everything. You know I really appreciate, it. and hopefully you know, you know this conversation can inspire the next the next generation as well. You know and and push them as well. You know we want to see more more of our athlete. We want to see you know more more of our athlete as well. You know being up there. You know whether that's in the A League or you know out in Asia or Europe. It of course is someone you know, something that you're working toward as well. You know, and I think you know through community that's so important. So. Um, you know, I encourage you guys to continue doing this and uh, hopefully maybe one day you're going to be on my podcast as well and see where we go. Yeah.